Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Inglorious RBG. I'm really excited about this week's episode. Today on the podcast, I've got a great guy joining me, my old friend Sahil. Sahil's a good friend from undergrad. He's always had a good head on his shoulders, and he's someone I come to for advice and realistic takes on things. He's here today with me to discuss how he planned and invested in his future, and then I'm going to have a little fun with him, diving into the male mind with a new little game I made. Uh, Not really a game, more of a discussion. Well, we're going to have him straight up mansplain things to us all in the dating world. I love my girlfriends, but sometimes we love each other so much that we try not to hurt one another with the truth. For what my male friends have taught me, though, that ain't the case. They've been pretty blunt with me, and so much so that they've sometimes brought me to tears. So that's the goal for today. Except not actually. Your questions will be answered and discussed by a secure man in his 20s and me. Alright, with regards to what I've been watching, um, I finally finished Superstore. I don't know what it was about it. Maybe it was all the different personalities on the show or the lack of proper sanitization but it's been really difficult letting go from the comforting cloud nine. But slowly, I'm moving on. I started watching the show Work and Moms on Netflix before Superstore, um, but at first I just really didn't like it. Now after getting past like the first couple episodes though, it's actually really funny. The main moms, uh, the main moms that it follows all have very different stories and personalities. um, And I can only imagine it's what a millennial mom would be like. Um, And yeah, I actually highly recommend it. It's a Canadian show and all the women are hilarious. Um, And they just got some extremely uh, funny uh, personalities and dealing with their own um, issues while being a mom. I'm not a mom yet, but I can only imagine that I'm going to have some interesting stories to tell myself. So I've been switching between that and Parks and Rec. Both of these shows are filling the void of darkness in my heart once I left Superstore. Um, But I've also been watching The Sopranos, bringing me back to the darkness, back to my evanescence days, you know, bring me back to life. Um, The Sopranos is officially the drama I never knew I needed. I really only knew that the show was about this guy, Tony Soprano. He was a mafioso and that was about all I knew. Um, but the show goes pretty deep and it's gritty and it's dirty and I, I love it. Um, I'm pretty like shocked because it's stalked. Um, oh wow. I just rhymed. Um, it's stalked discussions and topics related to mental illness, which is a show from the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, it's very, it's like pretty surprising, but it's very impressive. Um, Obviously, some of it's outdated, but again, it's pretty interesting to hear the takes that they have from back then. Um, I like most kinds of shows and movies except for horrors. So like, give me this drama, this thriller and action, and there's a little bit of fighting and gore, and it's it's a really great show. Um, I highly recommend it. Tony's the perfect anti-hero. Um, I love the depth of the relationships and the backstories of the whole, the whole like, mafia and the family um, and, the, and Dr. Melfi. Anyways lots of great characters. And shocker, I'm not in the mafia, but there's some situations that I find pretty relatable. Right now, I guess you could just say I'm living my best vicarious corrupt life. I'm also reading a novel, American Dirt by Janine Cummins, about a mother and her son's escape from the cartel. A few friends and I are doing a little book book club, and this is our first read. I don't want to spoil too much, so I'll just say it's a really well-written, thrilling, captivating novel. And if you like fast-paced books, this is one for you. 
I've also been watching a show New Amsterdam with my family. It's a medical drama based off a novel, and we're really into it. The lead, Dr. Max Godwin, he's the hospital director, and he's trying to reform the hospital for serious needs of patients that in an outdated world might have been looked over. Um, they have a school and a prison within the hospital. You know, a lot of it doesn't seem realistic in our the world that we live in. In an ideal world, healthcare would be free for all and there wouldn't be biases based on race or, eth- race or ethnicity in the medical system. But at New Amsterdam, um, they're really trying to go above and beyond for all their patients, um, which includes actually some of the medical staff themselves. So if you're over Grey's Anatomy or just need, in your, uh, need a change in your medical drama lineup, check it out. In other news, um, I got some really great feedback, questions, and I've had some important conversations with friends, family, and even some internet strangers after last week's episode. I don't really talk about how I view myself with other people because it is personal. Um, I have my own perspective of who I am and what I look like compared to what someone else might think of me and what they think of themselves. I guess it's just something that's difficult to explain a lot of the time, and of course it can be frightening opening up about your insecurities, and I think that's why lots of people um, don't share their body image concerns. Um, It's also I feel as though, you know, things aren't and shouldn't always be about me, and how I feel about myself can feel like a trivial thing in the grand scheme of things, but it is something that's important to work on. Um, And I recognize that. And again, like I spoke about with Kenzie in last week's episode, it's something that I have been working on and have worked on. And I'm very pretty, I'm pretty confident in who I am and I don't let people walk all over me. Um, And I think that's a huge thing when you do start considering your body image is affecting so many factors in your life. Um, You just realize I'm worth so much more than what I look like, even if it's a bad day or a good day. Um, Again, like who I am isn't really affected by what I look like. Um, but it's great to accept yourself for who you are. So yeah, uh, it's been really nice to hear how it's resonated with people and to hear from people um, that I that didn't know the things I was going through. It just goes to show that you never really know what's going on in someone's life and we can only do our best to not make judgments about other people before knowing their stories and backgrounds. So one more time for the people in the back, social media is just not reality. Okay, so I'm about to introduce our amazing guest. While previous episodes have focused on life being unpredictable, I'm happy to have someone on the show who recognizes and demonstrates that persistence, hard work, and having goals for the future pays off. He's my guy for advice, and he knows his finances, business, and tech. Just ask Tasha. He's wise beyond his years and tells me like it is. But sorry, ladies, he's taken. So please welcome to the podcast my good friend Sahil. <laughs> That's a very flattering introduction, Robin. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, happy, happy to be here. We're happy to have you. It's nice to have a male on the podcast finally, other than my dad. Finally, I have big shoes to fill after the great Rick. <laughs> He's gonna love this. He misses his boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll still bring up the whole pop chip night for you and classic. Nick. Classic. Classic moment. I still laugh about that sometimes. It's hard not to. So Sahil and I, we met in first year at Western and Res. We were both in Elgin on the good old two West. We had some, that's what I mean, Sahil really, when I'm talking about Tasha and Sahil, they had a whole business relationship. They're always doing what, Biz 1225? Is that it? Biz 1220. Biz 1220. In our room, it was quite the experience for them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
good times, man. I can't believe it's been like what nine years since those days. We're old. We are. We are. I see like the kids nowadays back like who are in university, and it's kind of shocking to see. I don't know. I just can't imagine living that life again, even though it really was the good old days. Yeah, especially with like COVID now. I I can't imagine being through doing school virtually and, you know, not having the whole social part of school. Um, You know, that was that was the best part. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I feel for them. First year was such a good time. Like we made such we had such a fun floor. We had good times. Um, Went out lots of times. You didn't go out yeah. as much, I feel like, as at some point. You didn't have an idea, I think. <laughs> I think, like, in my first couple of years, I, I didn't. Um, but then, like, near <laughs> near the end of my university experience, I was like, oh, I got to make the most of it. I, yeah. I did, you know, maybe, maybe one too many times. That's okay, Saha. That, <laughs> that's what undergrad's all about. Gotta, yeah. You had that balanced lifestyle regardless. Yeah, good times, good times. You also had some banger birthdays. Yeah, yeah, I know. COVID kind of killed that last year. And, and now I think I've, I've retired, <laughs> I've retired from, from, from that, the, the big birthday uh, celebration. So fun. Yeah, as I get older and wiser. I know. Let's get into what we're really talking about, the preparing for the future today, investing in your future um, which is something, again, like I've always admired about you. You always just seem to have a good head on your shoulders and you knew where you wanted to end up and things that you wanted for the future and for yourself. Um, so I guess to start off, like tell us a bit about the mindset you had coming into undergrad um, and, you know, you were pre-Ivy, which is the business program at Western. Um, but like, did you have a certain career in mind? Um. I did. Um, when I when I went into school, I, I originally wanted to go into finance. So I was pursuing a finance specialization in um, at, at Western's business management program. And, uh, you know, I was I was in that program for three years. Um, but, you know, whenever I had the opportunity to do so, I tried to take internships abroad right? Primarily for two reasons. One is because I was born and raised in, in Toronto and just wanted to sort of get out and, and experience, you know, um, new business environments, working cultures, things like that. But I also just re- really like to travel and, and being <clears throat> being in, in different places just gave me the opportunity to, to sort of do so and take full advantage of, of my time off and my summers. Mm-hmm. So my first year Uh, I think after second year, actually, I I took an internship, um, a marketing internship in Venice, Italy. Um, And that was super cool. Um, And, you know, I I lived with the host family and did a full on exchange and really got to immerse myself in the Italian culture. Right. Um, And then. Sorry. You're our token Italian on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I absolutely love that. Um, but then I came back and continued on my, uh, you know, finance specialization. But then after third year, I took an internship in, uh, in Silicon Valley, where I was doing a, a technology consulting um, internship for like a boutique consulting firm. And that's when I really like decided that I wanted to like, pivot my career 
um, aspirations, right? Like just being in, in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley, there's just like, you're surrounded by people that had so much um, ambition and drive and, and, you know, I just really believe that like tech was the space or the area to, to be in, right? So um, I knew at that point that, you know, I, I wanted to finish like obviously my business degree. I went on to go and, and finish Ivy, but I wanted to do something at the intersection of, of business and technology. And I, I came across um, this, this posting um, for, for technology consulting at, at KPMG, um, and, and I applied. Um, what is KPMG for those who aren't aware? So KPMG is like, it's, a, it's part of a big four uh, accounting firms, but, you know, these accounting firms have, have since gone to you know, offer other services such as consulting and, and tax and, and deal advisory. They do a whole bunch of things, but the big four technically pertains to like the big four accounting firms, right. which includes KPMG, Deloitte, EY, and PwC. So you're up there. You're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, like, ending up at a big four, you know, people would think is, you know, um, a good place uh, a good place to be mm -hmm. um, and especially from the outside looking in like it's like okay I got a job at a big four um, but like you know it, it's very different in, in in reality it's like you know you're, you're you're fresh out of school you're like 22 23 years old and everyone's from the outside looking in everyone's like oh wow this guy like just really has it figured out like as you know I talked to many of my friends like oh wow like yeah um, you know, you must have it all figured out, but that's just, I think not, that's not the case. And that's like a theme that I see on this podcast a lot as well, where it's like, okay, like, you know, we're all in our twenties, um, you know, different paths, different pursuits in life, but everyone's still kind of figuring things out. Right. Um, you know, like nobody just for sure, like I, I didn't, I don't for sure know that, okay, I'm, I want to work this job in, in this in, in the corporate world for for the rest of my life for the, for the next 40 years that's just not the case um but but sometimes people think that that's the case um but it's still like you know you know obviously like you're always thinking about it and challenging yourself and thinking about whether this is what you want to do whether there's something else that that's out there um another path that's out there for you because that's kind of what the twenties are, what your twenties are about, right? Like it's just like exploring different opportunities, and and similar to me, like, um, you know, I I was just like, you know, I want to specialize even more in tech, and that's what I realized when I was at at KPMG. Like, um, I really enjoyed like the the technology parts of uh, of my job, um, learning more about how you know, networks, systems, applications, databases, all that stuff work. It's really technical stuff um, yeah. to, to the average number. Like, I just really enjoyed that for some reason. And, um, you know, I, I decided I wanted to pursue my career in, in a more technical route. So now I recently just switched jobs and I do cybersecurity consulting um, for a boutique consulting firm. And yeah, I'm, I'm really liking it so far um even though it's not you know necessarily what i'd what i'd studied back in in undergrad right and i never thought you know when i was pursuing my finance specialization that 
I'd end up doing cybersecurity consulting. Right. right. But um, I remember in undergrad, you had a very, you came in with a very, um, with a heavy mindset of, you always talked about being in finances. It was a financial, I can't remember the name of it. Finance, is it a financial? Is there? Yeah, like it was just, it was just something, you know, wanted to be involved in like, you know, um, the, the finance field, like something about that just really attracted me yeah. uh, for some reason. And yeah, it just like that, that one internship in, in California really just changed or helped me pivot my track. And then, you know, now, now I'm here and, and who knows how I'm going to feel another, after another year or two, and maybe I'll, I'll have another pivot again. But I think, I think, yeah, that's what sort of the twenties is, is about. Just like trying, trying new things, no matter what, you know, field or domain you're in and, and trying to find a path for you. It's so great. You took those opportunities to travel again. It was, you wanted to travel, but also to explore what's out there, what kind of uh, different fields you can get into, even if it's similar to what you were studying, there's also different um, areas within it that you maybe never would have figured out um, had you not taken those opportunities. I didn't realize that you going to Silicon Valley actually changed your perspectives a little. Yeah, yeah, no, it it did. It's just like being being in that different uh, environment, just, you know, really helped shape my my thinking around, you know, what I was, what I wanted to pursue. And actually, like, those experiences that were outside of, you know, outside of home really helped me um, actually land interviews and jobs, because people thought that was really interesting, right? When you're when you're applying for entry level jobs, um, it's not like, companies are expecting you to have like some genius technical skills or, or just be like, you know, brilliant at what it is you do, right? Uh, because you're just a student at that point when you're about to, you know, exactly. dive into the dive into the corporate world. But what they do appreciate is, you know, your your willingness to learn. Um, and like, uh, for, for me, it was really just like, oh, like, you know, I had I had went out of my way to sort of get exposure to different business environments and different working cultures. And, and, and that, that just really helped, um, helped in my interviews um, because that's, you know, that that's part of the soft skills that uh, companies are looking for. Mm -hmm. I think I need you to uh, go through my resume Sahil and (laughs) pinpoint some things that I can switch up a bit, but um, no, I, I appreciate that. It's actually, very interesting, the willingness to learn. I feel like a lot of people just assume, you know, I'm, I'm straight out of undergrad or, you know, I'm straight out of, my, out of my master's and still looking for a full-time job. But it is those experiences that make you m- like more interesting. You come with different perspectives and um, ideas that you could bring to the company or to the organization, to the hospital, whatever it is that you're applying to. Yeah, yeah, I've I've realized how important soft skills are. Yeah. Um, now that I'm on the other side of yeah. of, of things, um, so yeah, no, definitely, um, definitely very important to just come in with a good attitude, an open mind, you know, a broad mindset to different working environments and cultures. Um, it, it 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 does help. Would you say also like just being true to yourself, just being who you are in the? I mean, obviously, you know, professionally, but. Like I would say, just staying tr- not—I don't know—not uh, going far off from who you are, essentially, in an interview is something important as well. Yeah, no, I think that's that's important, right? Because 
and especially when you're first starting your your career again you know people aren't thinking that you're like some uh, you're like a brilliant employee and you're going to solve the company's most pressing problems they just want to know that you're a person that they can get along with that they can work in a team with um that you know they can go for lunch with <laughs> lunch yeah. with um every day you know it's like, it's like those kind of things so i i do think that you know having you know being your true self in an interview one is is just really helps you know reflect who you are to the interviewer to to give them you know an idea of whether or not you'll be a good fit i think that mm-hmm. that provides good value to the interviewer but also to you right like you don't want to you know um try to fake who you are during the interview process and then end up in a place where you know you don't really fit in or the or a place that's not for you right so I think it goes both ways and the benefits are both ways yeah yeah it's true because I mean the worst thing you could do is you're you know when you go into these jobs that do again like KPMG a bigger firm or a bigger company people go in and you could have this imposter syndrome especially after undergrad where you're young and you're not entirely sure what you're you're doing like I felt the same way even just going to a lab with people who were PhD students and already or you know with the supervisors who obviously all had their PhDs and were highly intelligent and it's just it's a scary thought it's a and but you just have to realize like you're bringing what skills you have and you know if, if you're in it if you get accepted um, if you get if you're um, hired then essentially there's a reason why you were hired people want they enjoyed your company they enjoyed talking to you there's a there's purpose behind why you're why you're there yeah 100 percent. i think no matter where you're at um like you're gonna have to to work with people yeah. right no matter what job you're working in and um Unless and yeah like so being your <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Dead being people. being your authentic self is 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 important right um for 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 yourself you know especially if you're committing to a to a long-term career and and for those those around you right um you don't want to fake who you are and and you don't want other people to to not be you know um not be willing to work with you either right absolutely and especially like you said in your 20s it is a time where fluctuations happen you're also figuring out a bit about who you are and what you want so you may as well look for jobs that suit you rather than finding jobs that might be totally out there and might make you uncomfortable and not be able to be yourself. Yeah, That's how I see exactly. it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking, you know, a turn and doing something adventurous, for example, or something different. But eventually when you're trying to figure out who you are, it makes it harder if you're, if you're again, you're experiencing something like an imposter syndrome or something like that, and you're not comfortable with who you are. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I I totally totally agree with that. Went a little off topic there, like I said. <laughs> but anyways, um, okay, so this is like again, you've talked about your career and like how in the future it might change again. Um, but you've also just been very responsible, I guess, with how you you know, how you save money and how you are able to plan for your future. Um, you want to eventually buy a home, so that's something you've been you know, saving towards. Um, so when did you really start, you know, thinking of these bigger things? I mean, as especially as someone who is in their early 20s, I know, you know, parent, parental pressure in a sense, or just influence of your parents or things like that can influence um, 
how you decide to spend your money, but I feel like it was something that was kind of internal for you. So how did you get this mature mind and mindset in your earlier twenties? Cause we talked about this like two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I think it's like highly influenced in, by my parents and, and, you know, um, the way I grew up, um, you know, like, you know, we weren't like rich by any means or anything like that, but you know, like my parents, made it a point to really invest in my education right so um I think that's really where it came from where it's like okay you know I need to to one you know actually make this education worth it for me right and and two you know um be be in a point financially where I can sort of repay uh, this back to my parents um and and it's not like they're expecting it it's just something that's uh that's internal for me um but yeah like it's um it's just a product of of how I grew up um and you know the things that I made a priority uh in 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 life right and and that for me really was just like getting a good education making sure that I can set myself up for you know a, a good job after after school and and the way I I don't know the way I try to to, to do that was making like small goals for myself. So for like, I think like the last like 10 years I've had, I've been investing in mutual funds where it's just literally, um, you know, there's a set amount of money that goes out of my bank account every month and is invested in, in mutual funds. Right. And that's basically when I didn't know anything about investing, but it's new. I knew that it's something I could do. Right. Just, right. There, there was an expert that was, you know, investing my money for me and whether it was, it wasn't too much money, but it was just, a, it was just like, you know, I knew I had to set a certain amount or save a certain amount of money because I had to, like, this was a goal for me. Right. Yeah. So for, for a very young age, I've, I've, I've had that, or I've been monitoring my finances to be like, okay, like I need, you know, the X amount of money to go out of my bank account every month, you know, so that helped me not spend it on things I didn't need because I knew that that I had I had that you know um, going out of my account. But you know after I um, after I finished school, that's when I really also got in, uh, interested in like stocks and 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 investing uh, in the market. So it's just you know I, I think like maybe I was drawn towards that because I had a business background or I studied yeah. business. But you know that's something that I. I actually enjoy doing it's kind of like a hobby now as well right like waking up early I check the markets I see what's going on oh, you're such an old man um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I know um but you know what I feel like a lot more people have been interested yes, have. In, in that uh, now Mark, since COVID right? factory went up their, their sock <laughs> yeah yeah so even I check sometimes um, and I have like no business background whatsoever it's something I've been more interested in as well yeah, like the markets have been like off the rails recently. So it's been interesting to see a lot of a lot more people, you know, show an interest in, in stocks, especially with like everything that's been going on with Reddit stocks and GameStop yeah. and things like that. But <laughs> anyways, um, and that's off the point. But yeah, like that's just something that I've been drawn towards as well. Like just investing, looking at the markets. Um, this is more of a more recent thing, whereas saving and putting aside some money um, was something you started earlier on in life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's all it's all framed in the same mindset as in, okay, like I need to, you know, 
make sure that I'm using my money wisely and investing it. But now it's just through different mechanisms, right? Before it was very passive, just putting, you know, make, just seeing the money go out of my account into a mutual fund. But now it's like, you know, I, I still do that, but now it's, you know, I, 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 since I enjoy it, I also try to, you know, have, make a portfolio of my own and manage it myself and, and invest in the markets. And I, and I really enjoy, um, really enjoy doing that. And hobby. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's quarantine. It's, it's been something I've been doing for the last couple of years, or at okay. least a lot more since I joined the workforce and I had money to, <laughs> to actually invest. Um, and and the, the, the next piece is, yeah, like, um, you know, hopefully being able to to own a property one day. Um, that's that's just been that's been also been a sort of an investing goal that I've, I've had um, for 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 a while. Um, it's something that I've always aspired to do. So very reasonable, yeah. goal, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think everyone wants to do that at some point. But for me, like since I you know since I have these goals in the back of my mind, um, I I try my best to to save up my money and 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 achieve those goals so right yeah um that's sort of been my my mindset um saving making small goals and and saving for for things that I want to achieve one day and that's awesome I think especially even as like we're 25 now um so old but I feel like that's something again you started a few years ago um and then even saving even earlier potentially but um I feel like just for people like me, even who are getting into it now, it's good to know that regardless of where you are, you can kind of just start, um, you can start now. Like it doesn't, you know, put aside some, start putting aside now. It doesn't like, even if you didn't start at 19 years old or 20 years old, it's something that's pretty, if you're getting an income, it's pretty easy to start putting things aside. If you do have some bigger goals, like buying a house or getting a car or anything, obviously where you're going to need some more finances. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important to have those goals when it comes to money for sure. Um, like, you know, it could be as small as just like paying off your student loan as yeah. quickly as possible, right? Um, that's that's one of those, that should be like a, that was one of my investing goals as well. I don't want to pay interest on this student loan, which is actually pretty high, yeah. um, you know, if you, if you study in Ontario. So um, yeah, like, just it's important to make those those small goals for yourself when it comes to money as it is for everything else but I don't know that's sort of how I how I see it and, and go about it yeah that's very fair I like your perspectives on it because again not I'm not from a business background I it's good for me to hear and I think for a lot of other people to hear as well because I know I'll probably be going back to school in the next two years and so putting aside the money that I have now is obviously important but then having to pay off the student loans in the future again it's just I'm going to be in my 30s and I'm going to be paying off all my student loans but as long as you get it done as fast as possible and save up in the meantime and maybe invest in some stocks you don't know where that'll take you essentially yeah yeah but like you know going to school even is also another form of investing right It's, uh, it's investing in your future as well so yeah, depending on what your goals are, as long as your sort of your your financial um, your financial goals are aligned with like your your other your your goals in life um, or where you want to end up, I think I think that's uh, that's it. that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, balances. Um, do you have any other advice or tips on saving money? Um, any 
any investments in the stocks and <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not like you know like a financial advisor or yeah, anything know, by, by, by any means um yeah like I don't know from for me primarily it's been one paying off my debt as soon as possible mm-hmm. and, and trying to avoid interest payments as much as I can um to using like things that you know were offered here in, in Canada, things like you know um, contributing towards your RRSP and maxing out your TFSA. Um, so I've tried to make that a point as well. Um, you know, taking advantage of, of those, um, I guess, tax sheltering, um, tax sheltering uh, things like the, the, the RRSP and the, and the TFSA to, to make sure I get you know, as much tax back as possible. Yeah, um, I have to make like a little dictionary after this. For everyone. <laughs> everyone watching, like, yeah. all these terms. <laughs> if you're interested in financials. Yeah, and and the other thing is just like you know, setting small goals for yourself as well, right? Whether it be you know saving X amount of dollars per per month so you can invest it in your in your TFSA, your RSP, or um, you know just just saving up for you know a big purchase that you have coming up or something you know that you need or you want um so yeah I said like those those three things really would be would be my the way that I think about my my finances okay that's great actually the the reason I asked you about the investment things was I was on a walk with a friend who knows you Ellie and she was just oh ask him if he has any investment recommendations (laughs) because she knows you're in business and we all know like (laughs) And again, I, I know that you're someone who's always been aware of your finances and, you know, you have, again, you have these plans for the future. Yeah. Like, I mean, in terms of investment recommendations, again, like Cheesecake I don't want to get in any trouble. <laughs> um, eat, eat at Cheesecake Factory. I don't know what I'm getting on tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll when we can. But I don't know, for me, like, I'm really interested in tech. So I kind of have an idea of like the big things that are happening in tech and where I think, um, you know, tech is heading and and the next big thing in that industry. But I think my advice would be like, if you know, you know, if you have exposure to a certain type of industry, like, you know, you're you're kind of at, at an advantage where, you know, you can do research and you, you you already have the foundation to understand, you know, what you, you can try to understand what the next big things are going to be. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you have, if you have an interest or exposure to something, you know, you do enough research. Um, yeah, do your research. I, I think you can find your, I think you can find like, like good investment opportunities. That's what I do. Like for, for, you know, being involved in tech has really helped me identify like, you know, what companies I think I believe in and, and are gonna mm-hmm. you have faith are gonna yeah yeah exactly so yeah so that that's one way in, in how I how I like look at investments and the other thing is just like literally reading the news right yeah. um understanding you know what's uh what's what's coming up like for example um you know in, in the states now there's this huge push of for legalization of marijuana right mm-hmm. so like okay like well, 20s coming yeah. up that's why <laughs> yeah yeah like legalization of marijuana or like solar energy or electric yeah. vehicles right those are those are things that sort of everyone's talking about especially after after the u.s elections right so yeah. 
yeah um one understanding like you know using what i know as an advantage um to do to to understand you know um areas to to invest in in the field that i'm in and then two just like following the news staying on top of trends and and things like that to to really understand what you know you think the big the next big areas are so that's that's how i go about my investment recommendations okay awesome we're gonna make a little note of these right everyone write that write this down (laughs) wall street No, not, <laughs> not not at all. I uh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> Didn't we see that together actually in undergrad? Yeah, probably. Probably. Anyway. I used to like that movie. You don't anymore. It's not. A, it's not. A don't. It's just. It's. It's seen it too many times. Yeah, it's 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 not a lifestyle that I inspire to have either. Oh, okay. so. Yeah, yeah, very fair. <laughs> I think we can all. Uh, I mean, I can attest to that too. It wouldn't be my lifestyle either yeah okay um okay so yeah I think that's like the main financial aspects of the podcast but I guess you know I, I mentioned earlier you're, you're taken so obviously I was just curious like if this is something that you and your girlfriend discuss because obviously in relationships um especially long-term relationships finances become part of the part of the relationship yeah, I know. I think it is. Um, You're still young. I mean, I'm not putting any pressure. <laughs> I, I, I think it's important because I do see money being as one of those things that can cause issues in a relationship, yeah. especially if you know financial goals aren't in alignment. Yeah. Right. So you know, if one person's super focused on investing and saving for the future, while you know the other is, um, is is you know focused on on spending or or departing partying (laughs) doesn't really have that mentality uh yeah like I mean you know being at either end of the spectrum isn't like ideal in my opinion uh right because you sort of want to live your life especially when you're in your 20s and you want to you know make the most of of the experiences that that you have available like traveling and partying or whatever it may be right um, but also, you know, there's, it's important to have that, uh, that mindset of, of saving and investing in your, in your future, right? It is, it's important to start saving early. So I don't know, it's, 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 it's important to sort of have those discussions, I think, early on and um, make sure that your, your goals in that way are aligned. And then, again, just like striking a healthy balance. It's important. It doesn't matter whether you're in a relationship or you're single, right? But yeah, you know, making sure that you're not so focused on saving that you're missing out on things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, not going overboard with it. I think yeah. it's important for sure. Yeah, like a a recent change that we've made in our relationship is is that, um, like you know, we quickly realized how much money you spend on like birthdays and. Mm-hmm. and anniversaries and oh so this Valentine's is why you're Day cutting and, and christmas <laughs> <laughs> um you know uh, on gifts and things like that right yes. and one of the things that we both like to do is travel so um you know now we sort of as much as we can we just try to to, to save the money that we would spending on gifts on you know saving towards a trip instead right? awesome. and and it's just something that we both realize that we enjoy more and would rather, you know, take a trip or, or go traveling rather than, you know, spend it on, on gifts. So that's just been a small change. 
based on you know something that we both enjoy yeah um where we think our money would be put to better use yeah no absolutely experiences or i mean you make the experiences together right so if that's something you both want to do may as well I did that yeah. once. I did that once. We went to Cuba and it was so much like, I mean, I was away at before, but it was so much more worth it um, rather than just getting a gift. Yeah. I think in, in general, you know, um, I don't know. When I think back to my, like, you know, when I think about, I think back to like my big purchases, I always think of trips as, as the money best spent rather yeah. than, you know, something that I bought for myself. So yeah, and, and I think she felt the same way. So we made that change and it's been good so far. Okay, great. I mean, you'll have to wait a little bit. It's not like the instant gratification <laughs> of a nice pair of, I don't know, a nice pair of pants, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I literally can't wait to, to travel. I know. So, same here. Where are you really going? Looking forward to it. I have no idea um, yet. I, I think I want to do like um, West Coast. Nice. Uh, yeah. Canada so, and US? Yeah, like Canada first, I think. Um, I think one, it's more feasible right now, you know, in the, in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, and and so so that that's first on my list, but maybe also just like South America. I don't know, anywhere at there's this so- point. <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to, to traveling. Me too, Sahel. I mean, I've been having dreams about it. I had a dream recently where I was in India and it was great in front of the Taj Mahal having some street food. I can't wait. I also want to go <laughs> to India. Some... I know. I mean, I, I love India. I, love I, lo- I don't know. I've always wanted to go. That was something my dad always talked about doing as a family trip. But now I kind of want to go solo or just with a, a friend or a partner. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. my whole family doing India together at this point. Yeah, I don't know. India's India is also on my list, but I'm from India, so it's a bit yeah. different. Yeah, you've <laughs> it's, been it's before, right? I've, I haven't been in like, years. I don't know, almost 20 years now. Oh, okay. I went when I was five, and that's okay. the only time I've been there. So yeah, I, I haven't. I don't know why. It just, I, I feel like I prioritize traveling in other places rather than going, mm-hmm. going back to India. But I, I do think I, I want to go back soon, um, you know, with my family. And Do you have family still there? yeah yeah like we we have we have some family still there nice but yeah I would love to see India I think I think it's 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 such a cool and and diverse place for sure yeah there's so many things to see that's what the problem is like now we're just stuck at home and there's so much that we want to see and there's so much out there to see it's just a matter of just a matter of time that's all I just keep telling myself I know I'm sad the viewers can't see your or sorry the listeners can't see your your zoom <laughs> background right now it's like Robin's on the beach we're at Costa Rica Sahil's in his bedroom yeah. and I'm in Costa Rica <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to go to Costa Rica this year but I know that's why I said that sorry yeah <laughs> subject tough topic yeah um okay and then yes yeah, so we I mean I guess you really got into like you guys support one another when you work together like you both are in both are in business, right? She's also in business. Yeah, uh, yeah she's in accounting. Okay. Is she an accountant or like in accounting? Yeah, she's in a, yeah, I guess she has, she has her CPA, so I could call her, an, or she's pursuing her CPA, so I could call her an accountant. Go, girl. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I like, you know, you guys support one another and obviously, I mean, are there any, like, I don't know, have you had any issues find, like with finances? Um, I mean, you talked about, it seems like you guys are pretty much on the same page, but if someone were to have 
issues trying to figure out like future goals and stuff like that any tips for no i don't know i think we're we're both very pretty much aligned in that sense where you know we we try to strike that balance right in terms of thinking for the future but then also not forgetting to sort of live life yeah um so so yeah like you know we we don't really shy away from like you know traveling or or eating out or partying or things like that when we want to but I think also it's like it's not an excess so luckily you know there's no there's there's not too many um issues there but I do think that like you know money is one of those things that can cause some issues in a relationship for people or at least that's what I've seen so yeah no I think it's important to be aligned in that sense for sure it's a big it's a big thing that comes up. I mean, especially if you start having kids too. Um, I mean, later, later in the future, you never know, but <laughs> that's what they say. They just, my parents are like, when you have kids, it's just, just an extra expense. Right. And now you got, that's what I mean. You got to be able to travel or travel as much as possible when you can and enjoy your life um, before you have more responsibilities, essentially. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm definitely a firm believer in like, you know living your 20s and, and mm-hmm. making the most of your experiences but right. you're not going to get this you're not going to get this time back so yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's important but you know just making sure you prioritize what you what you spend on and and where your financial priorities are set is important absolutely well Sahil I think that's that's pretty much the career relationship stuff so now I told you we're going to play a bit of a game I know you're so excited oh god <laughs> I want to play this with every male guest I have because these are well I'm going to call this just it's a really long title but these are the questions that girls go to their girlfriends about but you really be asking their guy friends because you guys are blunt you give it you tell us I mean this is from my experience basically with you and other guy friends but you tell it like it is you you say Robin like hold on a sec this is this is the reality of the situation and these are questions actually that people from random strangers on the internet have sent me um, questions I've thought about, or I've heard my friends ask, or actually random women that I think about in the bar talking about. So yeah, um, these are some questions that some women have had um, and want to ask a mature man in his twenties about. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Let's do it. You're taking me back to my, my undergrad days and, and the conversations we'd have after the bar. <laughs> after oh a bar. my gosh. <laughs> We had some very serious chats after the bar, even in the bar. I remember sitting in Jackson, like the smoking area, having extremely serious conversations. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. like Not that um, we were smoking, but I mean, we were in that area. Yeah, yeah we were just chilling. But we're yeah, chilling. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, alcohol seems to bring bring that out in you Absolutely. or in everybody, I guess. Um, so, but even before yeah. what's before social psych I used to come over and I'd ask you I'd ask you some questions go through some <laughs> scenarios with you <laughs> do you remember that yeah one yeah. who even skipped social psych because I had so many things I had to talk about with you I know good good time so I don't know maybe I'll answer some of the same questions <laughs> yeah, you might you might be um actually some of them probably are similar again, like my audience is, it's more like a younger 20s to mid 20s audience, mostly females, there are some males. So the questions that I have received are also from like a undergrad age, which I mean, honestly, at this point, I feel like I'm already just thinking the answers are always he's just not that into you. But <laughs> well, let's go from here. Um, and again, I just want to say that we recognize obviously, 
every situation's different. People are different. So things that you say, you know, this is what you think you're, but again, I think you're a mature man in his twenties. So that's why I'm asking you. Um, I wouldn't ask this if I thought you were, I don't know, not, not mature, if you're an immature male. Um, but again, like each situation different, uh, differs, but anyways, here we go. All right, Sahil. Uh, what does it mean when a guy asks you, when are we hanging out? As opposed to like asking for a plan, I assume. Um, I don't think it necessarily means that he, I, I think it means that he's looking forward to hanging out with you. I think that that's, that's, that's a, a positive that's one. A, yeah, it's a positive one. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, you know, he, he's, he's not enforcing a date or, or on there's you. No pressure. He's asking. Yeah, there's no pressure, but he wants, I think, I think if a guy's texting you that, he's definitely interested in hanging out with you. Okay. But as opposed to, what if someone were to ask, um, are you ghosting me? How do we feel about that? Oh. Because oh it's, sim- it's kind of similar, but there's a bit of a different uh, edge to it, I would say. I think if you have to ask <laughs> if the other person is ghosting you, they're probably ghosting you. Yeah. Um, if it gets to that point where you need to feel like, you, you, you know, you're, if you're going to ask something like that, then you're probably getting ghosted. And <laughs> me personally, I would never ask that question. I think I have a bit too Security, much problem. It's, I find it's like an insecure kind of question to ask. Like why even ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he, he's probably not in a good place if he's asking you a question like that. Okay, because actually, I, I, think. I was asked that. I was asked that. Asked that this summer, but, but, oh, but the answer was was that he wanted to see me, but he just thought it was like a cute little quippy thing to ask a, a girl because I asked him about this because I fully was just like when I saw him I was like I wasn't ghosting you but every time I asked you for plans you weren't um available so I just like stopped asking you know what I mean ah okay see in, in that context is different because I think he actually meant it as maybe like a like a joke where mm-hmm. and, and he had the assumption that you know you weren't actually ghosting him I think that's different but like mm-hmm. man I don't know I I don't see myself ever asking anybody that <laughs> um just because <laughs> if it gets to that point I probably wouldn't be gonna ask it's just like X. So I just I just assume I'm being posted rather than yeah. you know admit it yeah yeah I I completely agree with that um okay next question what would you um or another guy think about being asked out by a woman oh I think it's uh I would I would totally like that um awesome there's there's nothing there's not there's there's nothing wrong with that I don't think um that just shows that you know the the girl is confident and she's interested in you and there's there's nothing wrong with that at all so um yeah I think I would appreciate that there's that's another positive one Mm -hmm. just like Justin Trudeau said it's the 21st century ladies (laughs) you can text a man first you can ask a man out like I don't see the problem with that. I mean, if someone did have a problem with that, that would just be another sign of where are you at? Are you in the 21st century? <laughs> did, did Justin Trudeau really say that? Didn't he say, I, don't know if it was, I can't remember what it was about, but I swear he was, he said oh. it's the 21st century something about, you know, equal, something about, you know, equal rights. Oh, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's had a scripture of experiences with women, so. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, he <laughs> He's an attractive man. I'm not going to say anything. Else. <laughs> good advice, JT. Yeah, good advice, JT. Uh, okay. 
what are most guys actually thinking about when they're falling asleep? I think this is based off of the meme. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about when you fall asleep? Oh, I don't know. Um, that's interesting. Various things. It's not usually anything <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, oh, wow, like anything negative. It's just like random stuff. Usually when I'm sleeping, I think about trying to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, um, or how much sleep I'm going to get uh, before I have to wake up for work the next day. Um, that's pretty much, uh, that, that's pretty much it. That's, that, that's, that's a tough one, though. I think it's depending on... <laughs> on what he's thinking about but usually typically it's not anything dramatic as in Mm -hmm. as in you see in the memes so um, how do sharks do this (laughs) yeah yeah at least not for me okay um yeah I thought that was that one was I pulled it out like that one's kind of funny but just like what are I mean I don't think I feel like recently I don't think about things before I go to bed and I don't know I don't really ask you know would you ask your friends like what do you guys think about when you're falling asleep I don't know uh, it's like I think it, it varies right yeah. it depends on what's happening happening in your life but if I'm actually trying to sleep I'm typically not thinking about thinking about anything too heavy because okay. I just want to sleep absolutely <laughs> you're just a tired man so ladies don't be don't be worried about him thinking about other women he just wants to go to bed <laughs> he just wants to go to bed and, and and wake up and go to work the next day <laughs> and look at the socks before that though <laughs> yes and then make sure he looks at the socks before that for sure <laughs> Do men like to plan dates or not? Um, I think so. I mean, I do. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I actually. Guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't mind it. I enjoy it, and I think, I don't think that should be a burden on either, either the the girl or the guy, um, to always be planning dates. Um, I think there should be, um, you know, a balance between both. Mm-hmm. keeps things interesting mm-hmm. keeps dates diverse so um yeah I think I think I enjoy it um I could see other guys not but I do think that's the kind of person you are that yeah because it's like one of the planning dates is one of those things where you're where you're kind of showing interest in the relationship yeah right? or that's how I see it so if uh if that's that's unbalanced um I could see that not going so well but um yeah I think I think I think guys enjoy it for the most part yeah it's nice my guy friends do yeah you like to put in the efforts what's wrong with that yeah yeah it's like not one of those things not even going out so I mean again it depends on the couple depends on the guy the the man the woman in the relationship yeah I don't think it's on both things that guys go out and like advertise like I love planning dates but um i don't think there's anything plans one of those ones with like little secret cards around the house like find me here and this (laughs) will get you to is that oh you know not that that, not not that i I don't know like going for sushi tonight (laughs) oh yeah like you know sure um but just keeping things interesting yeah right it should be and 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 showing interest in a relationship should be an effort that both people sort of put forth I couldn't agree more, Sahel. That's a very good point. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. Why won't he apologize? <laughs> this is like straight up. Why won't he apologize? Oh, God. Um, 
I don't know. That that's that's a tough one. I think it depends on the situation. But um I don't know. Sometimes, you know, I think I think both part like I think everyone sort of faces at some point, you know, if you're if you're really, you know, interested in in keeping the relationship moving, you're gonna be at at points where, you know, you're in a fight and even though you don't necessarily think you're wrong, because that's why you're in a fight, <laughs> um, you know, you just you just apologize, right? Or you want to diffuse the situation. Yeah, you, you diffuse the situation. Not always. Um, but um, I don't know. I think it's important to be able to do that. You know, if yeah. you're really like, you know, invested in a relationship, like sometimes you're going to be in situations where even though you don't think you were wrong, um, you know, you just have to sort of give in and, and, and not necessarily not necessarily apologize but like concede your argument so like okay you know um, and I think both people need to do that at some point yeah um now depending on the situation um you know not getting an apology uh, not getting an apology can mean different things yeah but uh but in but in general like I think I think both people need to one be willing to understand the other person's opinion and to even if you don't necessarily think you're in the wrong be willing to to apologize for for the sake of you know moving on yeah yeah I, I agree with that as well um I think it's like a a bit of like a I mean people become really defensive if you're in the heat of an argument so maybe just take a, a few minutes break or an hour break um if you just need to think about like what this person what the other person's feeling um at least to just you know calm down a little and not be so defensive or let your ego take over if you're if it really is a situation where you might have done something wrong yeah no I I agree with that even though it's not so easy to always take that I know step away and, I don't know you're telling me <laughs> um yeah I think I think anyone I think we're all into it but but yeah um I don't know. It's just one of those things that you got to do uh, on, on both sides, not not him or her, but on both sides, just just be willing to to give in sometimes. That's the only way relationships are going to keep moving on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Got to keep on keeping on. Even in any relationship, I guess, right? Like any friendship, family member, if you're in an argument, just. Yeah, exactly. Listen to their point. Um, don't always use the but, but like, other than, you know what I mean? Like the but. Oh, the butts are the worst. The butts are the worst. <laughs> the butts are the worst. Um, it's hard not to do that, but yeah, the, the butts are the the butts are the worst. And but. I'm sorry you feel that way. That's also a rough thing to say sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um that's not an apology, I would say. Yeah, if you're gonna apologize, just apologize. <laughs> yeah, just like end <laughs> it. Yeah. But you know, those things are regardless of of, of what the situation is if you really care about the relationship with the person whether it's a friend a significant other a family member um I think it's you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do that sometimes absolutely might be about money might be about kids might be about your travels who knows what it'll be about <laughs> exactly so many things uh next question what is the ideal temperature of a man's shower oh man I think these are I don't even, lots of these are jokes. They have to be. Sorry, guys. I'm not even. I'm not good with temperature, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so, you know like, 
like, I was like hot. I don't feel it. <laughs> like, like, like hot is 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 the best I can sort of quantify that. Like, are we talking like uh, what's it called, a hot tub type of heat? Like you're getting in and it's like a bit scalding at first, or are we talking about just like a like a bit above lukewarm? So I was like, I don't know. What I, I, I hate to speak for all guys here, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, for me, I like I like my showers pretty hot. So okay. yeah, I like I like hot temp temperature. So you're like Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Spawn of Satan. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about all that. But uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, hot. Okay. <laughs> I'm not good with temperature. That's like, okay. like, I don't know. I think this 30 is degrees very... Celsius. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Every man likes their temperature of the shower differently. I mean, come on. Like, every woman likes it differently. I like mine cold. Some, I don't know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like every time I shower, it's because I'm hot. Oh, man. Not cold, cold. Like a bit below, like a bit cooler, maybe than like. Or like lukewarm I, hmm, I could see that in the in the summers yeah but like in the winter like wow I can't imagine taking a cold shower no I don't take cold like that's when I go lukewarm but too hot my skin sensitive so you know I don't want to scald my skin yeah see but like there's other female viewers that are like what the hell Robin like, I know <laughs> so. okay um how have you or male friends dealt with breakups um again one of those things that I think everyone deals with differently mm-hmm. um for me mm-hmm. um but then in terms of dealing with the breakup like just like doing things to keep your mind off off that fact um I got really into like working out uh, <laughs> um you know talking to friends staying to, like you know staying busy with like hobbies yeah things like that um I don't know it's one of those the same yeah yeah it's it's really one of those it's really one of those things where you know it's not easy on anybody whether you're a man or you're a woman I think people put on a facade to to make it seem like they're going through it better or worse but I don't think that's the case I think I think if you are genuinely interested in a relationship and then you're going through a breakup um it's it's tough. It's tough on on both people, but like, yeah, dealing with it, um, dealing with it could could be better or for worse, just depending on you know your circumstances and and how you approach it, right? How you approach your day your day to day, how you keep yourself busy, who you talk to, who you surround yourself with. I think that's important, and it can make the experience better or worse. Yeah, that's for sure. Try not to yeah. go with the people who will make it worse. <laughs> Yeah. Something you actually told me was also take the time away because I remember we were trying to be friends and you had said like you need that space you're not like you won't move on. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's cases out there where that's been successful. I I just ha- I just don't see it being uh... wasn't successful here. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't I just don't see it being successful, especially in situations where, you know, the breakup was the one-sided or there's still feelings there on both sides one side I don't know but um, in in that case I don't think the whole friend things work out or it works out I think it's one of those things that gives some comfort 
to in the back of your mind or in back of one or both people's minds as like, oh yeah, we're gonna be friends. I'm still gonna see this person, but it, it, it all it does, I think, just provides that that comfort. But I actually don't think that it works. It may be a good time to to pick up on some some healthy habits. For yeah. me, it was like yeah, like just like going to the gym um, or spending more time with friends or or I'm or focusing on school at that time so yeah that's going to jacks going to jacks classic yeah Monday best, night. best place to best place to get over a breakup for sure best place dollar to drown beers. your sorrows <laughs> oh my God. dollar beers dollar dollar beers I feel like I say that once an episode I got dollar, dollar dollar beers <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah is that you think you that's a good answer for no yeah I'm, I'm i'm happy with that that yeah. answer locking it in yeah. Sahil. you said dollar beers are a dollar 25 actually i know you're right they just did. fyi they went up <laughs> they were always over a dollar they were never really a dollar oh. just a sham it was a dollar plus tax so Ugh. i actually didn't realize that because i never paid for my own <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah so, so, lucky lucky you Thanks, Sahil. I think you bought me them, actually. <laughs> I'm not talking Probably. About them. Probably. You. I used to go. Or like I, used to think that, I, I used to think the beers were actually a dollar, so I used to buy, <laughs> I used to buy a lot of people a dollar beers. Like, you've already uh, pre You don't even know what you're spending once you get there. Exactly. They know how to get you. They do. Good marketing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, next question. Okay, so this is, I don't know, have you, did you ever really use the apps, like like dating apps? No, I think no. though they were uh, after my time. Yeah, sure. Like, not. like I know. I I remember I had like Tinder for a bit, but I didn't actually use it. Okay. Well, I'm I on didn't... Hinge, Sahil. Yo, Hinge is so cool. Um, my buddy was showing me his Hinge profile, and like, you know, like they've taken, they've taken dating apps to the next level. Like, it, I think yeah. it's actually really, really cool. It tries um, to get more personalized the whole content like you know like you make your own profile it's kind of like I don't know it kind of reminded me of like I don't know like MySpace back in the day <laughs> like you know you just write a bio just, like, yeah exactly you just like you know you really have the opportunity to like show like customize your profile and yeah. show it up at least at least that's what I thought about it for the five minutes that I saw I was looking at my buddy's profile I thought it was I thought it was interesting I think they've, they've taken that to the next level it's pretty cool yeah, I mean, they're doing their research, right? They're trying to see what people want. People want, I don't know, you want more than the picture sometimes. That's all I have to say. Oh, yeah. Well, 100%. I, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but some, I mean, if you're just looking for a hookup, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought Tinder was like super, well, the whole concept of it just like kind of was like, oh man, this is like okay. super. So, yeah, so like enforcing the hookup culture and it's so superficial. But I don't know. I think there's been a lot of good, like, people have actually made very successful long-term relationships out of it but like the concept of it you know the concept of it itself when it first came out and I was like wow like this is just literally swiping like yeah based on the all you see is the person's photo yeah um so yeah I thought that was interesting but yeah no I didn't really use them (laughs) you didn't use them no I mean I feel like I've only used them for dating purposes but (laughs) that's really all I like every time ever dated otherwise yeah it was just from like the apps and then the only times I've been asked out were like when I was in a relationship so you know yeah, never... why does that always happen um, I know right 
but yeah like I don't know I, I think it's also one of those things where you know how else and I, I talk to like my corporate friends about it all the time as in like how else do you meet people right like once you're out in the workforce for example like it's it's not that easy to to just meet people right um when you're in in, in university or when you were in school like it was just so there were so many ways to meet people that were your age and Clubs. you know likely yeah likely had like the same um aspirations as you right if you're you're in school you know you're pursuing something um yeah. so yeah like I think it was a good you know, you, you had a lot of opportunities to, to meet people, but then as you get older, um, I see people, more people like using the apps and yeah. as, as like their primary way of finding people. And, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Don't be ashamed to say you met on Tinder. Like, it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll, yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's just the future of, of, of dating. Of, of dating right? Especially yeah. in a pandemic, you can't, like you just see a person's eyes. I mean, you probably won't be going up to strangers talking to them you can't go to bars here yet so yeah like, like everything like social trends around dating have also evolved right now, yep. we, now we use our phones yeah um, we're evolving it's, it's all good okay well Sahane, i'm gonna get to the actual question that was <laughs> <laughs> the question was actually about a prompt on him no, the question was just using the prompt I'm competitive about on Hinge. There's one that says like, I'm competitive about dot, dot, dot. Okay. This person wrote, guys almost always respond everything. Like that they're competitive about everything. What kind yeah. of response are they expecting? Uh, what do you mean response? Like you have to res- like... Like if someone were to re- like, because you can respond to like the picture. It's like a picture or to... Or, or- or, or to, to the, the prompt or to okay. the message yeah like i'm competitive um, i don't know i i is that i don't know what that one's that <laughs> like i think like for me i i don't know what i'd put there I, maybe i'd be one of those guys that's like i'm competitive with everything too <laughs> but what i what i expect in response is 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 nothing specifically like i don't think there's anything wrong with being competitive yeah a competitive person in general um but i think i think competitiveness varies amongst people yeah i think i think you know i could say i'm competitive about everything but like you know what that means something totally different than i can imagine you know one of my one of my buddies saying that they're competitive about everything and we're like okay we're both competitive people but like the way that we handle the competitiveness or 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 the level of competitiveness is completely different yeah um so I don't know I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you what I'm expecting what I'd be expecting as a response um but I really just don't think that means anything because I think I think people you know everyone sort of likes to think that they're competitive but the way you know sometimes that competitiveness can be healthier and healthy depending on how you how you deal with it yeah no I like that response I feel like you know if I see those on the apps I'm gonna start being like okay well this just means nothing I'm gonna look at another question I'll answer to if I if anything yeah like 
I don't know, cause cause sometimes if if somebody is like super competitive, and I've I've seen this, is that people tend to get competitive in their relationships, mm. right? Like like you start comparing comparing with your significant other, mm. and then that's that could good. that's not good, right? So that could be something that's actually unhealthy, right? So yeah, yeah, sure, you know, some level of competitiveness is 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 healthy, or it keeps you driven and motivated and and, and ambitious, right? Yeah. But you know, when it gets out of hand, I think, especially putting something like that on a hinge profile, you need to, you know, need to understand, I guess, you know, what, what that means, right? And just be taken in so many different ways, essentially. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those blanket statements. Like, I don't, I don't think any guy's going to be like, yeah, I'm not competitive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. You go on a first date and you're like playing, I don't know, you're at like a board games cafe and they're like, my, you didn't see that my hinge profile said I'm competitive with everything. Like you're going down, bitch. <laughs> yeah. What's gonna happen? Or or you just like let the other person win every time. That's not good. Yeah. Either, right? That's not fun. <laughs> I know. No. No, I like I like that. Okay. If yeah, if it's too much, if it's it's not good, if it's too little competitiveness, also kind of boring. On to the next. Get me the middle ground. Yeah. But how you handle it, you're right, is, is the most important. And these are some of the last, I guess it was last three, but these are like kind of like classic, like under undergrad, I would say questions. Why hasn't he texted me? Sahil? Oh, um, <laughs> why hasn't he texted me? That's probably because he's just a bad text. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, it, like in my case, I was always just like, doing something stupid right like I was like you're busy playing a, yeah yeah like, busy playing video games <laughs> yeah I was playing a video game or something and I, and I didn't text or um I don't know like there's this weird thing about modern dating culture where it's like oh like you know you can't always be the one to text first at least that's how it was oh was for God. me it's like oh, I was like oh like you can't always be texting first you'll just like you're like okay like I texted first last time I'm just gonna wait <laughs> um for, for the other two not now not yeah, now you used to yeah i used to i used to think that yeah um i think there yeah that's a, that's the big thing about modern dating culture that i found it's like oh like yeah you know i texted first last time so i'm not gonna text first this time yeah um so that's that's one of that's that's one of them um but yeah like other than that if uh, other than that like if he's not texting you just text him yeah I, I think, <laughs> yeah if you're not texting, you just text him what's what's yeah. wrong with that right and the, the whole point at the you know at, at, in the early stages of a relationship is to find out if, if the guy's interested in you right and and if that's a recurring theme then you know maybe you'll have your answer right yeah. and maybe you need to just have a conversation with yourself um, <laughs> and then with him yeah. yeah exactly right um about about that right if if, if being if, if the other person being a good texture is important to you and and then and you're not you know getting that then I think you need to have a chat yeah no I agree um I just think that it's so passe to wait for somebody to text you if you really want to text them and you're I don't know you're because you have to be you have to be comfortable to text them but I mean like you shouldn't feel so scared to text them because they're never texting you you kind of yeah. have an answer 
yeah yeah we we all have egos and yeah and and, and that's it's all a play there but yeah you don't text him you just text him <laughs> love it that's a great response uh, and then the la- last like more serious one more serious me um why won't or won't wouldn't a man commit this is so broad i just feel like so many reasons yeah there's there's a lot of reasons for that um why i the easy answer would be like yeah he's just not that serious about you mm-hmm. um that that's definitely one of the um that's definitely one of the answers but i think the other one is 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 depending on and i've seen this is like depending on where where he's at in his life he may feel like he's he is or he's not ready to commit you know what i mean like I, i've seen that where it's like okay like you know, guys are like, oh, I got to get my shit together before I really commit to our relationship, right? Yeah. And, and, and when I mean shit together, that could just mean like, you know, financially, career-wise, you know, whatever yeah, it, it is. Solves out whatever else it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that goes, it's actually one of those things that goes both ways, right? If, um, if somebody's just not right, like at that point in their life where they're ready to commit, then then it is, you know, it is, uh, it's one of those things that I think hinder commitment. Um, other than that, like, if you're serious about someone, um, I, I can't see a reason why, right, um, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't commit. Of course, there's a lot of things that go into play, right? But if you're, if you're sure about it, then I, I don't see any um, I don't see I don't see any reason other than him just not being serious about the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's completely fair, and also being scared, I guess, too, of being hurt is another. Like again, it comes down to figuring your own things out, or if you yeah. Know, a lot of the time, I and, think you do hear let someone scared to jump into a new relationship or things like that. Yeah, again, one of those things. We're all in our and all in our twenties. Nobody has all the answers yeah. to to. And, and that's one of those things, right? Like nobody, you know, it, it's, it's not that easy where, cause like making a commitment could mean any, any number of things, right? Yeah. But it, you know, it's a big decision to make in your, in your twenties, depending on what we're defining commitment at. Yeah. And where you're, where you're feeling you are at in your twenties. Exactly. All right. Okay, and the last question, this is actually my personal um, important question because I've had a lot of issues with this. Do you mm-hmm. like olives and why does every man I know not like olives? <laughs> oh, this is actually funny because we've talked about this as well. You and your um, Yeah, I like olives. She doesn't? And she doesn't, yeah. Interesting. So, um, but I only like black olives, not green olives. You like black olives? Yeah, I don't okay. like green olives. That's interesting yeah. because the men I know too, if they will eat an olive, it will be the black olive, not the green olive. I don't know. I, maybe there's some science behind that. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't looked at But um, guys I don't know. That like makes you less attracted to olives, but for some reason the black olive takes precedent. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it seems to have been working for us. I mean, you <laughs> I'm know. really glad. Olives weren't the olives weren't the deal break. So. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. That was the most important question I thought had to be asked. Yeah, yeah. 
he used to date. talking about your mother, there was the whole like olive theory, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it came from. That's where it came from. But anyways, it just was then became ever since I watched it, I was like, this is something I'm curious about because every guy I've dated, my dad and my brother all don't like olives, but if they will eat an olive, it will be a black olive. And now I know oh, you no. only like the black olives or you prefer the black olives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to just start asking this on all my dates and stuff. <laughs> you should. That's a good one. It's a, I'm also, curious to see. It's... I'm curious to see people's answers to that. Yeah, I know. Once I publish this thesis, I'll do that one. Then I'll let you know. Yeah, like I feel like pineapples on, on pizza may be more polarizing than the olives mm. question. What's your take on that? Know. I'm a no. I don't like pineapples. Okay. I like pineapple. I don't, I don't know. I like everything. Yeah, I know you like pineapples. You're Hawaiian. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Costa Rica, so he'll get with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a no for me. Okay. It's a no for me. Well, Sahil, it's a yes for me, but that was honestly, that was a great episode. Um, that really answers so many questions based on the future, um, relationships, and these serious dating questions that people and myself are curious about um it was you know so great to have you and thank you for sharing all your perspectives with us yeah no thanks for thanks for having me robin um it was great to be here great catching up with you and i'm looking forward to hearing the episode all right everyone thank you again for listening to this episode of the inglorious rbg Uh, i'll see you next week and have a good one